0: Awesome wrestling entertainment podcast
1: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode number 25 of Woo! Awesome wrestling entertainment i know it's exciting my name is noah cross that's my best friend and co-host mr tyler barr tyler how you doing sir
0: we're doing good another great week of wrestling so i'm um, very excited to talk about this
1: Oh, yes. Another great Regal wrestling is right. And don't forget, we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, at Bard Cross Entertainment, and Twitch at tbard5195. So join us there. And very quickly, we want to remind you to please remember, we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite programming. Please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on TNT. Please, again, yes, remember, please. we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Go watch Dynamite every week, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, TNT. Go watch. All right. With that being said, let's get Started here, Tyler. We had a decent uh, show here on Wednesday night and a really good way to open it up here. Not a tag team match this time. Imagine that little weird, you know, but it was good. Um <laughs> we had Pack versus Eddie Kingston to start off the show. Fueled by months of frustration and fury, the bastard Pack wasted no time unleashing on Eddie Kingston in the night's opening contest. Uh he hit him with a shotgun dropkick before the bell, uh and wearing the loudmouth heel out early and often well-time interference from Allie showed Pack's momentum, uh, slowed Pac's momentum, excuse me, and allowed Kingston to seize control. He worked over the head and neck of his opponent. Pack, though, shook off um, breathtaking chops uh, the, that left his chest beat red and flattened Kingston with a German suplex. pack drove the air from Kingston with a barrage of kicks to the chest, but the back fist uh, from Kingston stunk Pac, uh, and, and big backdrop power driver brought both men to the mat. The competitors fought to their feet up the ropes where Pack delivered a big superplex that left Kling- Kingston clutching his lower back, the pain and nearly crippling. Kingston rocked his opponent with a clothesline, but Pack recovered and ultimately put him away with the Black Era, which was flush, by the way. After yeah, that the match, Pack attempted to apply the brutalizer, but the butcher and the blade made the save, and then Lance Archer came out. And joined the bastard Pac and Ray Phoenix and Penta Zero M sta- and standing tall as the heels retreated backstage. So, my opinion of this match—that was pretty good. A great way to open the show. A nice singles competition, as I said, not our usual tag team match curtain jerker, which is always fun. Uh, and curtain jerker is not a dig. So, no, um, no, yeah, not at all. So I've. It's been sort of following wrestling again lately, not much is watching. It's been old school stuff, and I really discussed it. It's been a hot topic. And we think we're diving into the ring spot into a group of people. Yep, yeah, there you go. Okay. That's so that's he's good.
0: wondering what we think about that. Uh diving out of the ring suicide uh, okay. dives or tope suicida. Um, which literally it's in the name, suicide dive. Yes, it is dangerous, very dangerous. Yes. Uh, um, is it the most realistic looking thing of all at all times? No, of course not.
1: No. Is, it um, fun? is
0: it fun? It's a lot of fun. Yes. It's a lot of fun. And uh, wait, let me just, I don't know if I, do I still have the, I don't have, but just everyone just think about Mr. Brody Lee, a big man like that, mm. always doing tope suicidas. Mm. Um, that is why I'm okay with tope suicidas. If a big old boy like that can get up over the top rope and uh, land successfully on a group of people and land like it's a fluffy cloud, I'm okay with that. Um, because the spectacle of it all is, is good enough for me. But the spectacle say, of it all no, is a good way to uh, describe this match, Noah.
1: Valid, and it was good. Before I ask you your opinion on this match, the second comment that he put there, I think he said his name was Kyle, uh, has it become played out? That I will like, say yes. There are a lot of, and, and Jim, I know you always trash Jim Ross, but I will give him credit in saying that it, it happens almost every match.
0: It's yeah, like, but like, like, he it's doesn't need to say
1: it. On TV, that I get.
0: Like You I, can have an opinion outside of wrestling, Jim Ross, mm-hmm. but when you're on the mic, shut it up a little bit, please. Yes, Jim Ross is I like, wow, with. we haven't seen that before. Like, whoa, that was <laughs> good commentary right there.
1: <laughs> I was laughing because laughing you're right. Um, but yes, I do agree. Uh, you know, you can't say it on TV, but it has become played out. That I'll agree with. Uh, so Tyler, what did you think of the opening contest?
0: Uh, two guys that I super enjoy. Eddie Kingston, one of my favorite guys on the AEW roster right now. Pack or Pac, however you want to say it. Uh, again, one of those guys who is just outstanding, fun to watch. That missile dropkick to start it off, or not, not even a missile, a shotgun dropkick. Oh, my Lord. Mm. He hit him with so much force just right out the gate. These are two guys who you know are actually hitting each other, and they love it. They love mm. every moment of getting hit in the ring against each other. Um, two guys who can roll, two guys who can absolutely put on a show. This is a great way to start the night um this this could be a title match in the future and i would be very excited to see these two go up against each other um if i had to rate it probably like a four star like three and a half four star match
1: yeah all right well good stuff i agree with you it's a great way to open the show uh and that led us into another singles bout if tally want to take it away for this one
0: yeah it's weird they uh they've gone against everything they've stood for they <laughs> 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 teddy long is crying at home he's like well But where are my tag team (laughs) (laughs) matches? So a week ago, Chuck Taylor agreed to be Miro's butler if he could uh, not beat the best man, not looking uh, forward to a month of servitude. The Kentucky gentleman attacked Miro early and often, uh, taking him to the guardrail as Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabian, and Penelope Ford watched on every side. Sabian rocked Cassidy to the floor, allowing Miro to capitalize on the distraction and turn the tide in his favor delivered to Matt, the Samoan drop, by the way, mm. you, it was one of the cleanest transitions into a Samoan drop because mm-hmm. usually, you know, for a Samoan drop, it's like a toss up and a catch and fall or they hold them up there for a moment. This was so fast that I almost, I didn't think it was a Samoan drop until someone said it.
1: It looked uh, like Nero like yep. has been watching Umaga do Samoan drops. Like the right? yep.
0: were like, oh so, oh,
1: so perfect. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So he hit the Samoan drop, added some punishing rights in the corner, followed up by his spinning heel kick. The big kick was followed by the accolade, finishing off Taylor in impressive fashion, a one-decided victory. He stared down Cassidy following the match. Um, It was definitely – I just got to take the picture off. It was definitely impressive uh, to see Miro just beat the hell – out of one of uh, one half of one of the greater tag teams in AEW, absolutely impressive. We know he's capable of that, though. I don't think this was a match we needed. It just set up a silly storyline uh, that's that's going to continue and be kind of goofy and fun. Because I don't fully believe anymore that Miro is a heel. Uh, he's kind of like that middle ground that Chris Jericho was towards the end of his career in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like he's still goofy and he plays video games, but also he, he's going to put you on the list at any moment. Uh, so you know he's—I don't know. I, this match was not really a match; it was a squash. Um, so if that's what they were going for, all right, you did it. I don't think it was because they let they let Chuck have a little bit of uh, a little bit of offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and also, if it was a squash on Chuck Taylor, that's just a damn shame. That is a damn yeah. shame that they're yeah. they're squashing someone like that. I'm not a fan. Uh, what do you think, Noah?
1: Uh, I thought it was a fun match. I think it just developed their storyline a little bit more uh, with Miro and Kip and Chuck and Orange Cassidy, and I think that was the, like the only point was for this to be somewhat of a transition into more more. Is segment. their
0: storyline not developed enough? I I guess where not. they can <laughs> culminate soon. Like I, I figured the wedding would be it. Like that's I, where they would be done. I agree. Um.
1: But it doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel like that. No, it doesn't feel like that at all. We'll see where they go with it. Uh I, I thought it was a good match. I didn't I wouldn't say it was great. I will also say that I'm a bit hungover from the last episode, two episodes ago, where we got oh, to see yeah. Ray and and Kenny and and so much more talent and I, I said that that was my favorite episode of Dynamite ever. Hands down. Yeah. Over. So, it's it's kind of hard to it was a little hard to get into this one, I'm not going to lie, uh after that last week's contest. So.
0: Yeah, no. So all the matches were going to look a little lackluster following what happened there but you know what Noah this was fun
1: yeah this was a fun segment we got to see the inner circle come out and talk about their new year's resolutions Chris Jericho and the inner circle made the way to the ring to share the 2021 resolutions each member of the faction ran down uh, their wishes for the new year which included MJF strengthening his bonds with his teammates Jericho revealed uh his to be that he wanted him and MJF to win the AEW tag team championships Hmm. a little bit of head-scratching commenced. Yeah, wait a minute. And Ortiz said, excuse me, uh, we're going to be the next tag team champions. And then Sammy Guevara accused them um, of saying that, I'm sorry, let me read that again. Sammy Guevara accused the demo god of being a tag team slut, which is hilarious. Uh, He rightly said Jericho likes to jump from partner to partner and even accused him of getting chummy with Snoop Dogg the week prior. Wow, Sammy is, Sammy is saying some fighting words uh, in this segment here. Friction intensified until Jericho intervened and pitched a triple threat tag team match to determine the official best tag team of the Inner Circle. The match would look have MJF and Chris Jericho take on Santana and Ortiz, take on Guevara and Hager. Okay, this is pretty big. Uh, The faction came to a truce, and the match was finalized. So next week, and we'll get to this again in our preview, we'll get to see this match play out and see who, if the opportunity presents itself to the Inner Circle, will be able to go and challenge for the Tag Team Championships. Tyler, what do you think of this?
0: Uh, This was a lot of fun, but everything the Inner Circle does is a lot of fun. So I don't know why I'm acting like I'm surprised. Mm, Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed everything they've done. I think when we were talking last night about this a little bit, I said I thoroughly believe that Sammy is going to be the one who has a face turn in this or uh, in this group. Uh, so maybe it happens here. Maybe somehow he just gets fed up, and him and maybe him and Hager pull away, uh, and the inner circle kind of falls apart um, from the inside. He's like, "I'm taking my dog and going, and we're leaving." Uh, and he and he takes Hager, and they screw off out of the inner circle. There's a lot of things that could happen. Because there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings next week uh, as to the, the people who don't win this match, especially the person who gets pinned, which, in my opinion, is probably going to be Sammy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely in an interesting place. And I see we have a comment down here. Let me bring it up quick. If you hang around to the end of the show, you will find just enough about what we are talking about, Sting. We will get to him very soon. Don't you worry. Uh, But yeah, this, this was exciting because it sets up so many different opportunities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, as to what could go, uh, what could happen with the inner circle moving forward.
1: Most definitely, my man. A lot of different ways to go. A lot of different things there. And you're not derailing the conversation at all. Join us in the comments at any time with anything. We'd love to talk to you guys. Um, So I agree. It's going to add something to it. I like. I always like look, having to anticipate something, right? So we get to anticipate this big now triple threat tag team match and anticipate where the storyline might take us. So that's exciting. Uh, with yeah, that absolutely. Being, Yeah, and with that being said, speaking of exciting things, Clovercrest Media has a lot of exciting stuff happening. So please enjoy this quick ad break.
0: Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yes. to the City the city, baby. Well, you see so you know. i crossed off by
1: Kobe. Well, we'll float in Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history.
0: Pay attention. Don't tell me
1: what to do, nation. devil woman. So what
0: you saying, what saying, but speaking I... of those ladies. I...
1: I... Hold on. It's fun. But I didn't make credit. I didn't make credit. I said Denver's going to win. Yeah,
0: you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Quest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997, when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! Ah! In those 20-plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform welcome to ivy league murders on this podcast we focus on cases affiliated with the ivy league exploring the darker side of higher education what happens when genius becomes evil my name is sarah alcorn i'm a harvard graduate and i've been a private investigator since 1999 join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League murders. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard.
1: And there you have it, all the great happenings of Clovercrest Media. Speaking of great happenings, please remember we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite every Wednesday live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TNT Network. With that being said, we can hop back into the action here with a tag team match. Here we go. Oh, my God. We made it. Finally, I missed it. The Elite versus Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., and Danny Limelight. Prior to the night's six-man tag match featuring the Elite, Don Callis encouraged the trip to stage a separate. Se- I'm sorry, the trip to the stage in separate entrances. A bit of manipulation by the EVP of Impact Wrestling that will likely have implications later in this particular storyline. As it turned out, it was all so Callis could produce uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Callis introduced the Good Brothers as the Young Bucks, and Tony Khan watched uh, disgustingly from backstage. The heels beat the overmatched babyfaces down from the opening bell until Limelight left Omega reeling. Gallows rocked him with a big boot, but Garrison and Pillman sent him to the floor. After a brief flurry from by the babyfaces, Omega and Co. took over, beating down and isolating Limelight through the picture-in-picture commercial break. Limelight walked the ropes to avoid Omega, came off with a head scissors, and sent the AW World Champion flying. Limelight tagged Pillman, who made. Like his father and soared through the air like flying Brian, whipping Anderson out and clearing Omega off the apron. Hillman and Garrison scored a very close near fall on Anderson, but a missed splash in the corner left the latter prone uh, to three on one assault by the heels. Anderson tried for the gun stun on Garrison, but the young star escaped it and tagged Blind Light back in the ring. Light might fell prey to the magic killer, though, as the AW World Champion and Impact Tag Team Champions picked up the win. Following the bell, Moxley entered Daly's place through the stands and hit the ring, going straight for Kenny. Despite his tenacity, Moxley found himself beaten down. The Lucha Brothers came to avoid, uh, to I'm sorry, came to the aid of Moxley and AEW, fighting off Garrett Gallows and Anderson. Moxley pounded away at Omega as the locker room emptied out. Moxley wiped out Omega only for the Young Bucks to make the save. Penta L0M and Ray Fenix wiped out Matt and Nick Jackson uh, with super kicks and all hell broke loose. In the chaos, Omega and Callis got the hell out of there, uh, living to fight another day as the ring filled up with AW competitors. Anderson and Gallows exited through the stands just as they arrived. So, a good match here, right? You got to see Kenny and the Good Brothers in action. I didn't think we were going to see Kenny in action at all this week. I I even said that in the last episode of, of our show. Uh, yeah, you so,
0: did well. That he wasn't announced, so we yeah, we weren't sure what was going to happen.
1: True, I mean, and even coming off of that huge match with Ray Phoenix, it just didn't feel like he was going to be on again. You know, it's just kind of like there's not there's no need. Uh, but I'm happy he was because who who doesn't who doesn't love to see Kenny in the ring? So I thought it was a good match. It was exciting. Um, it's cool to see these nice uh, new baby faces here uh get some time on the spotlight with these mega stars and the likes of the good brothers and obviously kenny omega so i thought it was good the chaos at the end uh i mean it makes sense with what kenny and the good brothers are trying to do they're just kind of wreaking havoc everywhere they go so i'm with it what do you think tyler
0: yeah absolutely i'm with it i think uh this stirred up a little bit of trouble uh within within the elite themselves um, because they absolutely swerved the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks thought they were going to be the ones involved in this match, uh, and then they get told, oh, wait, it's actually the OC. Uh, they're going to be the guys who come in here and, and take this spot. You know, Gallows and Anderson are going to be wrestling with Kenny, not you guys. And it almost looked like, I don't know if you caught this, at the end, when they were coming out, they didn't attack Mox. They just went up to Mox and were like, whoa, let's, let's all chill out. Hold on, we don't need to do this. And then Penta and Ray came out and did the super kicks. And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't know if this is going to make them good guys or bad guys. So I'm, I'm a little confused as to where the Bucks lie. Maybe this is an inside job. Uh, the Bucs are, are going to maybe be a rivalry with the good brothers at some time. Who, who knows? This is, again, they've left so much open air where you just don't know exactly where this is going. As like I was saying with this, with the inner circle, there's just so many routes they can go. And there are so many routes they can go with this. Mm. Um, it really, it was well done. Griff Garrison, uh, honestly, I've, I went back and watched some of his stuff because I've been so entertained by what he's doing. Uh, I, I, he's one of the better go- uh, guys right now going on the roster. He he can wrestle. I've seen him do some some of his stuff in the indies. This dude had a whole match where he was doing where he was paying tribute to AJ Styles. Dude did the the uh, phenomenal forearm, Styles clash, Styles splash. He can do it all, and he's huge. He's my Mm. hype. Um, So, Griff Garrison, uh, big shout-out. You're another one. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Alley Wrestling, come on the podcast. All you guys, you guys are great.
1: Definitely. I couldn't agree more. It was cool to see these new faces, and they're all exciting, doing exciting things, and I always like new blood in wrestling. you love to see it. you got to have it because that's what makes your future, you know? So, anywho, speaking of futures, uh, two guys here in this match that have bright futures, in the likes of Jurassic Express and FTR. Tyler, want to take us away for some more tag team action?
0: Yes, one of our favorites. We love talking about the Jurassic Express. We had Jurassic Express versus FTR uh, a week after manipulating Marcos Stunt into replacing Luchasaurus for this week's tag team match. FTR's Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler battled Stunt and his Jurassic Express teammate Jungle Boy um i think we can all agree that jungle boy is the leader of this faction so we are uh it, it was nice to see not the same go together of uh jungle boy and luchasaurus and mm. hello sweet baby step welcome to the cross wrestling entertainment show and to everyone else who's on twitch thank you all for joining in and joining us as we talk about this match the former AEW World Tag Team Champions bullied the much staller Stunt, and that is not an understatement. They really bullied the hell out of him to start oh, this yeah. match. Um, they were talking, uh, taking joy in beating him down and talking trash in the process. But the overconfidence ultimately proved costly as Stunt Stun Wheeler with a head scissors and drop kick. Jungle Boy joined in on the fun, and the babyfaces had FTR reeling heading into a commercial timeout. During the break, though, Hardwood and Wheeler dropped Stunt over the top rope. They worked him over, isolating him from Jungle Boy and mercilessly beating him down. Wheeler applied the gory special, which Stunt escaped, from, uh, escaped with a roll-up. The smaller competitor dodged a clothesline from Hardwood and made the hot tag to Jungle Boy, who exploded into the match. Jungle Boy wiped both of those men out, completely taking the fight to the former tag team champions by himself. With Stunt back in the match, Hardwood took off his elbow pad and rocked him with, in the face. Dax bullied Stunt in the corner again, allowing Marco to uh, catch him with an undetected low blow. Weird move for a baby face, but I'll allow it. Hardwood still sent Stunt into the floor, though, where Tully Blanchard sent him crashing into the steel post. Wheeler sent Jungle Boy flying outside into the guardrail and then joined his partner for the big rig on Stunt for a win. The second I saw Jungle Boy go down, Noah, I don't know about you, but I mm-hmm. knew this match was over. I um, agree and I'm sorry, we love Marco. Marco, please, don't take it the wrong way. We love Marco Stunt on this show. But Marco, oh boy, uh, there was no polo. And uh, unfortunately, you got absolutely obliterated by these boys.
1: There and, was no uh, polo, really?
0: You like that? You like that? <laughs> Listen, it was enough that you caught the joke, and oh. I'm proud of it. Um, yeah, no, Noah, uh, I think... I think Marco did a pretty damn good job in this match. You know, Hell people yeah. always talk about how Marco's too small for this business. I I disagree. You know, he's entertaining. And a lot of the guys he fights love working with him. They've all talked about how much fun he is to work with and mm-hmm. uh, how professional he is in the ring. He's just hilarious, too. He's yeah. just one of those guys you love to see go.
1: My favorite part of this match was the very beginning when Marco was getting bullied a little bit. And then uh, he went over and tagged in... Um, Jungle oh, Boy for yeah. a quick second. Yeah, here's and my then, big
0: brother.
1: Yes, Marco kept flipping off FTR, giving him the middle <laughs> finger, and, and Jungle Boy kept like pushing his hand down like a mom, like pushing down a little Stop kid's it. hand. No, no, don't do that. Oh, oh you're doing it again. Don't do that. That, dude, I was rolling on the floor laughing. Marco Stunt is amazing. To be honest, if there's anybody that I could ever get on this show, it would be Marco Stunt. I I'd love. I would love to talk to Marco. Uh, I think he's the coolest guy, and he makes me laugh more than anyone else. And he, obviously, he's fun to watch. Like it's cool to see how agile he is in the ring and moving around the way he is. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it looks stu-. like it doesn't look stupid. It looks awesome. Like it looks good. Like he makes right. it look good." Sure, <laughs> he's a lot smaller than the other people, but that's the point. Like he makes it look awesome. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I'd love to see uh, Jurassic Express get a dub over FTR though at some point. That'd be nice.
0: Oh, but, definitely.
1: With that being said, let's hop into some uh, AW women's action as we saw the NWA Women's Championship match where Serena Deeb took on Taya Conti. Accompanied by Anna Jay and the Dark Order, Taya Conti made her way to the ring for her first championship opportunity, a showdown with NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb. Deeb survived an early onslaught by Conti to deliver her detox finisher. Conti kicked out and stunned the champion with a big pump kick that sent her to the arena floor heading into a commercial break. Coming back from break, Deeb looked for her serenity lock, uh, but Conti countered into a roll-up. Deeb delivered a rib breaker, but Conti kicked out. The action intensified in a pace until Deeb caught Conti with the detox for the hard-fought win. So a quick description there and a match that I would say was very quick. Uh, it was a good match, though. I always love seeing great women's action, very talented women in the ring with Serena Deeb and Tay Conti. And I lo- also enjoy seeing the N- NWA Women's Championship or any championships from that uh, branch coming on over here and being defended on AEW TV. Um, so Tyler, what do you think of this, this bout here?
0: Well, I love Tay Conti um, as much as I love Anna, Anna Jay. You know, the two of them together have been a lot of fun to watch. I think Ty has deserved this title shot for a very long time. She is someone who we agree is someone who should be uh, one of the leading women in this roster. Um, When she was in the WWE for a little while, uh, it was was good to see her there. Uh, I've watched a lot of her indie stuff now. She has been just doing a great job. Um, (laughs) I personally would love to see her be one of the ones who could potentially beat Hikaru Shida because it doesn't look like it's going to be – uh, Brit Baker, because Britt Baker is doing irrelevant things and talk shows. Uh, so I guess we don't need to utilize her properly. But if it yeah. can't be Britt Baker, let's do Ty Conti.
1: I'm more than more than happy with that. And it's also nice to see more women on the show, right? More different women. So we've, we've they've been kind of hitting the replay button with Abaddon and Sheeta. So it's nice to see a different, different uh, people on our screens here in terms of women's action on AEW Dynamite. And that led us into an onslaught of a main event. And Tyler, you haven't had a main event in a couple weeks, so please do the honors. Take it away.
0: Oh, I thank you, sir. Yes, we had the TNT Championship match that has been hyped up for a while. It was Darby Allen versus Brian Cage for the TNT title. Last spring, Darby Allen turned down the advice of Taz, and since then, the human suplex machine and the rest of Team Taz has made the TNT Championship's life a living hell. Wednesday night in the main event of the New Year, Smash Allen defeated. Uh, defended his title against the self-proclaimed FTW champion, Brian Cage. Um, very. Uh, before we start, Noah, I was very excited for this match. I don't know about you, but going into this, you look at Darby and you look at Brian Cage, and if those two met in a bar, this is a very easy pick. Mm-hmm. But knowing who Darby Allen is, I wasn't exactly sure how this was going to go. Uh, I, so-
1: I agree. I was very, very excited, and the same thing. Like, you know, you look at him, it's like, all right, Brian Cage. But again, I wasn't sure how it's going to go. And this is wrestling after all. so.
0: Exactly, exactly. So the machine weathered the early storm presented by Darby Allen, overpowering him and delivering a suplex on the arena floor. From there, he would gorilla press him in the ring and toss him over the top rope through a table at ringside. The impact of that bloodied (laughs) his face. Allen found himself on the receiving end of a beating that left po- referee Paul Thomas checking on his well-being. Cage dominated throughout the commercial break, push- punishing his opponent, downing him for a one count that Allen defiantly kicked out of. Allen would flip, off, flip Cage the bird, only to be powerbombed onto the entrance ramp again. Another middle finger earned him a deadlift suplex from the ramp into the ring. It earned another one count. As the champion would power out once again, Cage positioned the ring steps uh, against the edge of the ring where Allen would fight back, biting Cage's fingers and sending him crashing down onto those stairs. From there, he would scale the top ropes and deliver his favorite move—the coffin drop—driving his weight into his opponent. Allen delivered consecutive open-hand slaps. He again he bit Cage again. This time, his face and delivered a springboard stunner and tied the challenger's feet together with his belt. He fired off some rights and lefts to the back of the head as Cage tried to free his feet. The champion delivered a code red for two. Late in the match, Allen set up the coffin drop, but Ricky Starks hopped on the apron. He provided a distraction. But, Kyle, if you're still listening in, Sting would appear. And finally, got a little bit of offense involved. He blasted Starks with the baseball bat twice, sending Starks reeling to the outside part of the ring. Allen would then deliver a crucifix bomb from the middle rope to successfully retain his title. Sting joined the TNT champion in the ring, staring down Team Taz as Snow fell, and the show faded to black. As JR puts it, that was a slobber knocker right there, Mr. Cross. I, uh, out the gate, was like, "Uh uh-oh, not looking good for you, buddy. Uh, it was really looking like Brian Cage was going mm-hmm. to uh, win this match. But when he kept defiantly kicking out at one, I'm like, all right, we've got an absolute psychopath on our hands. Uh, I guess he's not going to lose. Um, I couldn't believe he kept kicking out at one. That was something that was blowing my mind, and which, in a good way. In a good way. I didn't think that was a bad thing. Uh, but I'm more curious to see what you thought about this match.
1: I thought it was a great match. I loved it. I said I was looking forward to it. I always like big little matches, right, David versus Goliath storylines. Why not? It's wrestling, and it's a lot of fun. Sure. Uh, both men had great offense. Uh, all Everyone around the ring had great storytelling. The spot with Sting I like in particular because it wasn't like Sting came out and gave Darby an advantage. He just evened right. it up a little bit because uh, Starks came up and obviously tried to help um, Brian he Cage, you know. Pulled pulled Darby down, he uh, hung himself up on the ropes, and then Sting came out and was like, not today, dude. Uh, so that avalanche there that they did, the avalanche crucifix, was huge. It looked like, for a minute, it looked like Cage crushed Darby. Like every yeah. ounce of wind Darby had in him just left his body when Cage landed on top of him when they were doing the crucifix yeah. for the finish. Uh, but out watching the replay, it looked a little better. Uh, but, yeah, I thought this was a great match. This definitely would save the show for me, in a sense. Uh, it was a good finish to the show, so I enjoyed that a lot. And I'm all very excited to see where things go with Sting. Uh, yeah, you know, we keep saying it, it might be a tag happened. match. It, or this it's is faster, it. Now they are right? going
0: to fight. They have to fight now, right? Like, yeah. this is over. Team tags, all. Of, you've all lost. This is You're done. You lose. Move on. FTW Championship elsewhere. Sting, let's go. Let's get involved in this match. Let's go.
1: Absolutely. So uh, that'll definitely happen. And then also my thought to myself I had this morning is it's going to be cool to see whatever Sting decides he's done with whatever bits he's doing or whatever, you know, career he wants to do and officially wants to hang up the boots. I could totally see him like handing over the reins to Darby like just kind of okay. passing the torch to Darby and saying, here it is, and Darby will have an entrance with snow, and Darby will carry around a bat, and he'll be that dark mystif- mystical character, uh, kind of like how Sting was back in his heyday. So I could totally see that, and it would be very cool. What are your thoughts? And
0: Tony Schiavone would have to go, it's Darby! See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It works out. It works out. I think that makes sense. Noah, I think we fantasized this uh, about this in the past, too, when it came to The Undertaker. Uh, We said, oh, he needs to pass the torch. Look, perfect timing five years ago. Uh, (laughs) Look at this guy, Baron Corbin. This is the guy. We can pass the torch to Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin can be the next uh, Undertaker. Uh, I I will not get my hopes up, uh, but I think it is a great idea, Noah. Um, I just, are they that smart? AEW's done a great job so far uh, of impressing us over the last year and so, however many weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if they can pull that off, uh, but it would be very exciting to see it if they do.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so, yes, it was a great show of AEW Dynamite. And because we're the marquee wrestling rest fans, we are. Tyler, what would you give this show out of five?
0: Three and a half. It was a good show. It kept my attention. I would not go up to a four, though.
1: Three. I'll give it a three. I thought the main event was great. It was fantastic. That itself would get plus four to four or four and a half, probably. Um, right. But the rest of the show wasn't that amazing. And again, yeah, I, I, told, I, I do blame that on the week before being unreal. Like, just right. absolute <laughs> pay-per-view quality show. Uh, right. So... With that being said, we'll hop into a preview for the next episode of Dynamite. Looking Woo! good so far. We'll see a Hangman out of Page, the Dark Order, uh, versus the Hybrid 2 and Chaos Project here. So this will be fun. And don't forget, this whole evening is celebrating um, Negative One's birthday celebration match It's here, his birthday so be...
0: today, actually. So happy oh. birthday, Negative One. Uh, but sure. we will be celebrating with you on Wednesday. Very Definitely.
1: Excited, we'll tune in and celebrate with you there, my friend. Uh We'll have Matt Hardy in Private Party versus Matt Seidel in Top Flight. Another great tag team match here. Looking forward to the action there. Some women's action. We'll get to see Nyla Rose, who will probably be accompanied by Vicky Guerrero, taking on Layla Hirsch. Got to see Hirsch a few weeks ago, so it'll be cool to see what she can do against the absolute monster, Nyla Rose. And then the match that we talked about before, we'll see the I'm Triple about. Threat tag team match. I'm sorry? Main event, got it. Oh, yeah, this this will be the main event. Unless they add something crazy, which who knows. Uh, We'll get to see Chris Jericho and MJF take on Santana and Ortiz, take on Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager in a big triple threat tag team match to tell us who is the best tag team in the inner circle. So with that being said, another quick reminder to please remember, we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TNT. And as we always like to tell you, if you love podcasts, don't forget to visit Clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. Over 28 shows in the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit clovercrestb.com and click on the link for your latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast as well as blogs and videos and latest information. And with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this episode. of that was Tyler Bard. I am Noah Cross. We'll see you next time for more Crossum Wrestling Entertainment.
0: some wrestling entertainment podcast.